Good morning. Good morning, Edward Kaufholz. Happiest of Thursdays. Thank you, Annie. Happy Thursday to you. And no joke, it is a joy to do this. I like podcasting with you. I like the morning check-ins. I like seeing what happens with these 30 minutes. Who could know? I like Who can know? And it is going to be 30 minutes. Let's really go for it today. It's got to be 30 minutes because I've got a real actual meeting at oh. 9, 9, 10. So we're going to do it. Yeah, we have to. Great. We Super. I, IJM. They they schedule meetings. They don't joke they, around. IJM. They schedule meetings. That's their <laughs> <laughs> Hero for the day. So go to stories of whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, hey, how are you? Uh, I'm great. I woke up a little bit late today, but that is fine. I just am... Um, I One of these days... Because, well, we should, I mean, we'll just tell people we're going to do the show again next week. We know that. Yep. We just don't know very much at a time, except we know a week at a time. <laughs> Here's what we do know. We're never leaving our houses. Yeah, so that's we right. Just keep, <laughs> we just keep podcasting. I do. Bri- Brianne and I were lamenting, not lamenting, it was too strong a word, but we were just chatting. We were like, remember when this whole thing started? We were like, boy, it's going to be crazy if we do two or three weeks of this. I know. I had the same conversation with a friend yesterday of like, (laughs) when I thought I had to do 10 days, I was like, wow, he's only 10 days. And welcome to day 40 for me. Oh, 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 that's right. Yeah. I forgot about your extra time. And And you know what's interesting? And I'm not like a, I am a little bit of a number Z spiritual person, but I'm, I mean that in like, I do think forties are interesting. I think sevens are interesting. I think, you know, when numbers that you see repeat in the Bible are happening in your life, I think that's interesting. Multiple sixes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I run in the opposite direction. Um, I've been in quarantine 40 days and from yesterday until Pentecost is exactly 40 days. And so I spent some time oh, yesterday kind of saying to God, like, what would you like me to do for the next 40 days between now and Pentecost? Like, how can I, how can I treat this as an important season and as a pre-celebration for what happened on Pentecost? And so I like 40s. God, I'm a real fan of 40s. And God's like, this is Dan Brown. You need to get to the Louvre quickly. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to take the Dan Brown masterclass. Oh, are you? Yeah, that's the first one I'm going to start this weekend. Oh, can we now talk about Masterclass? That was on my list. Yeah, Was it? Yeah. Yes, of course we can. I just uh, uh, got my subs. I just bought it on Friday. What have you, have you done any of it so far? What What was the one that sold you on it? What are you excited? Hold on, I'll be Dan a better Brown. interviewer. Really? Just because he's Brown such a good writer? Me. Yeah, uh, someone sent me the preview of like his, his um, what would it be called? Trailer, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, because I was working on a novel. So someone kindly thought of me and sent me the, hey, I think you would enjoy this. And I watched it, the trailer, and I was like, yes, I would enjoy that. And so two days later, I bought Masterclass. Well, that is really fun. I know. But I have in line, I have a couple of them in line that I think will, I mean, it's just an unlimited, interesting thing. And when they're only 12 minutes or 15 minutes or six minutes, you're like, Yes, everyone should have masterclass. The show is not brought to you by masterclass, but everybody should have masterclass because there's twelve minutes. You get to, you should be learning every day. Oh, they're great. They are yeah. great. I kind of I've had a subscription since Christmas and sort of slowed on it a bit. What did you start I, with? Uh, Judd Apatow teaching comedy. Oh, sure, writing. of course, of course. Mostly because it's like, how do I? I'm like Judd. Can you give me a path? Like, mm-hmm. let's let. I, I'm hoping he says, "Hey, let's say you work remotely in Gainesville and need to get on <laughs> SNL." Here's how you're going to do this. 
Here's what you start and writing. And you can get on SNL. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> so help me out, Judd. Or how do I rate Freaks? Because Judd Apatow is, Freaks and Geeks is, t- to me, the most perfectly yes. written comedic thing. Oh, that has- have we ever talked about I don't think we ever talked about this in oh. real life or on here. I Freaks and Geeks is really well written. Yes, it yes. is perfect. It, it is really perfect. The humanity of those characters. Why do you like it so much? That, I mean, it just felt like friends I knew, you know? Yeah. Uh, It's one of the reasons I also really loved, I don't know who wrote it, I don't know anything, but the movie uh, Can't Hardly Wait from the 90s. Oh, totally. Who wrote Can't Hardly Wait? For Uh, some uh, reason, Can't Hardly Wait felt so human to me. Oh, yes. Like, it just felt like my group of friends. I mean, to be fair, it was, we were close in age to those characters, and it just felt like my friends. And yeah, and no. I, as I got to be a grown up and got into writing and was thinking about it, I was like, oh, I think it's the writing of Can't Hardly Wait. It wasn't the outfits. It wasn't the storyline. It was just this writing of really human characters that I felt like I knew. Oh, yes, absolutely. That's the best, the best. kind. That's the Judd Apatow secret to comedy that he did not. Yeah. He did not write Can't Hardly Wait, but other people have. But <laughs> that he really, or other people did, but he really... You, you just feel moments like even in movies like uh, what are his other movies that are the more big, silly people this would consider 40? them. The more, y- yes. The big sillier ones are still very human. You still see yourself in it and you just it crushes you and then it makes it yeah. so much funnier. Yeah. Just so much funnier. Oh, the scene. That's in the, what he's the king of is like, oh, yeah, this hurts. I'm laughing, but. But in real life, I would laugh in this moment, I would cringe in this moment, and I would cry later. Yeah. You you know I, like every other mid mid to late 30s, 40s Christian dude, <laughs> grew up evangelical, loves Pete Holmes. Like, I love well, sure. Pete Holmes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And his show, Crashing, was a, he was kind of written with Judd in that same vein, and it was just so honest. You were like, oh, Pete, you don't have to put this out there. You can just make up things. But yeah. so honest. But then when you make a joke about it, you just, the exhale of laughter is so good. Yes, yeah. Freaks and Geeks. Holy smokes. That would be a, I would strongly recommend Freaks and Geeks because... Yeah, because it's, it's on like Netflix or something, and it was a normal network show. So the so for right. my mini BFFs, I don't know about my mini BFFs. I know but it's, it's a it's a decently normal like it's not an R rated show. No, no, no. It's too much for kids, but it's definitely appropriate for just evening eight o'clock viewing. Sure, <laughs> and you don't have to. But just Do you know what? Oh. That's what's an interesting thing for me because I don't ever watch things with a kid filter in mind. I only watch things with an Annie filter in mind. And so then someone will say to me, and I have a pretty high, I mean, you and I have discussed, you and I have long talked about this on the show and in real life. I have a pretty high filter for myself for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, but I don't have a, I don't have a mini BFF level filter on everything I watch. And so people will say, I'll recommend a movie that I saw in a theater. And people say, can my seven year old see it? And I was like, oh, no. Can my seven, can a seven year old see it? I don't that's remember a, what word does yeah. it say. What you know, like. <laughs> and so when I think ter- of freaks and geeks, yeah. I'm like, I never want. You're right. Maybe kid, I don't remember. I don't remember enough. Well, the thing is, that's also a really hard question for someone to ask anybody, because even a parent speaking to another parent, what one seven year old can handle, another seven year old can't. So sure, that's a that's an interesting so, point. So there but also, is a that's ju- kind of the only way to judge it is to ask another parent and then go based on you know. 
Yeah, I will say, I don't know anything about their, if they have any political affiliation, but we have had great success with that. Uh, there's a website called Common Sense Media, uh-huh. and we've looked up a movie, and it, they have everything on there. Even stuff that you're like, why would anybody be looking this up for a kid? But they yeah. have it on there. Is it like and plugged in? No, it's just a wet... Uh, um, I don't plugged know. in I've is never, a it's so yeah. This is we're. I'm asking you if a seven year old can watch this movie. I'm literally doing to you what we're not supposed to. What we what we just no, said we couldn't do. No, if you don't know, plugged in. It's no, just another it's website that tells people how many cuss words are in a movie, how many scenes are in a movie that would be not fully clothed scenes, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, so it's that, and we found we've had really good success with that because yeah. there's sometimes where, I mean, you know, the classic example of this is all Disney cartoons yeah. are terrifying. And ah, uh, scary wise, like yeah, like real, real, real scary. And so they talk about that too. It's not just uh, the you know the inappropriateness. It's also the psychological level of ability for a child to handle, right? You know, Bambi's mom. Oh gosh, right, right. I mean, how how do you? I mean, it's it was scary. It's I, so I think about, sad. I think about the stuff I watched when I was a kid. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was it, part of it is a is problematic. I was, I, I saw stuff that was way too old. Like I should sure. never have seen. But um, common sense did say, though, this was great. This great news, Annie, that the first Star Wars, meaning the original, what yeah. ended up being Episode Four, Seven Plus. And, oh wow! Uh, kids have never seen Star Wars. Yeah. And, and uh, they've been asking about it because I just they see it in school. They see it all, and uh, it seems like I said, hey. Maybe Father's Day. We watched Star Wars together for oh, the first great time. Oh, great idea. And idea. I am, and here is Parenting 101. Expectations high. They'll watch 10 minutes. And then sure. they'll be like, sure. yeah, what do we well do? Well done. Well done. Good. 10 minutes. Yeah, just like just having something else in the room that they can also do so they're in the room with you. A puzzle, Legos, coloring, something where it keeps them in the room. Yeah, and also just the whole the flexibility. Yeah, okay, sure. let's dip out. Let's go on a bike ride. We're done. Sure, sure. I've seen Star Wars 9,000 times. I, sure, this, that's kind of This 9,000 and thir- first time. Okay, but Masterclass. So, Wait, no, I'm not done. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh, this is what we've done. Um, Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, Masterclass. What do you want? No, it's more important. No, I just want to say, no, it's not. The other thing to me, like, <laughs> can my seven-year-old watch this, is how spicy is that fill in the blank? Because you can't tell someone else how something how spicy something is. Oh, spicy is the most unreliable scale because it is dependent on the person. Hey, yeah, I, I'm not. I don't love spice. How spicy is that burrito? To right. lo- spice person who loves spice, I mean, it's pretty mild. Me, mouth yeah. on fire. Interest. That's exactly right. Because I order things like a Thai restaurant. I say I want it Thai hot. Oh and my gosh, they- you do. I do. I really like spicy, but wow. it's not an unenjoyable experience for me. I enjoy wow, exactly, the f- though. Thai hot is real hot. I mean, again, here we're doing it, but but Thai food at a five is really hot. Yeah, except here's the hard thing. They rarely do it because they don't think I know what I'm oh, actually asking for. And right. why would they? They're trying to serve their customers. All of their customers are goofballs who don't really know about Thai food. And so they are experts in Thai food. And they're like, okay, he says Thai hunt because he probably always says that. But what he really means is a four. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I want a five. And so one time I had lunch with a friend who is Thai and they ordered for me. Uh-huh. And it 
set my whole body on fire. And I was like, yes, give me Oof. the four. <laughs> that's I do not. I cannot handle tie hot. So I still have to say tie hot knowing the battle that's going to happen. And they're going to give me a four. Because kind of you don't even know. I mean, the truth is when I go to a Thai restaurant and I say I want a one, I don't know how hot it's going to be. I know I don't want it bland. I want right. I want it to touch my tongue. I do not right. want it to hurt me. Right, I want to tingle, but I don't want to. That's it. I don't. I don't, I don't so want to be on. <laughs> right, but there are times when they do that, and it comes, and it's nothing. Right, and, I'm and like, then you well, go to. Uh, that's what you yeah. get, Downs. You're the one who right. said it, sister. <laughs> then who you would go you like to another. Right, right, right. Then you go to another country. When we went to Ethiopia, and the guy's like, "That's oh, a little bit spicy," and he's saying, "It's a." He's like, "I'll order the less spicy for you, and the more spicy for me," and the version we get is like. I mean, you're just like, <laughs> Christ on a cross, I'm dying. So it's them. <laughs> and that's and that's like the, here you go, gringo. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that was the follow-up uh, I wanted to have to, now, masterclass. But there is a Scoville scale or whatever, I think I that's what it's called. But yes, there's a technical scale, but nobody knows it for spicy. No, it's one through five. And also, even that. How can you tell? How can we know unless everybody on the planet sat down and 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 the, and Mr. Scoval came around and said, "Here's a one, two, a three, and a four, and a five, and you put them on your very tongue, and then moving forward, you could say, "Well, now I know a three because I've tried." Yeah. And until you do that, you can't know. Well, and since we're getting into it, there's types of spicy. There's a peppery oh spicy. There's yeah, a etc. etc. Et it's a right. it's very so yes. It age of children. So I don't know if your seven year old can spicy. see this, and I do not know if this is spicy. Those are two things I can never know. Yeah, generally a five to 11, five to ten year old somewhere in that range can handle this movie. You're going to have to dial in your own seven year old. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's the question. That is exactly you phrased that perfectly. When someone is saying, "Can my seven year old watch this?" Your answer is. Someone between five and ten could probably watch this. I would guess. Best of luck. Yeah, I don't yeah. really know because it's yeah. a temperament of your seven-year-old. Maybe yeah. they get scared easily. I don't want to have to have them right. grow up because they're That's watching right. the movie. That's right. Masterclass. Okay. So you started with Dan Brown. I will start with Dan, Dan Brown this weekend. Well, not on Saturday because it's my Sabbath and I don't use technology, but on Sunday. Interesting. Yeah, because uh, so much of my job is on technology. Uh, but not even entertainment? You don't no. like mm -mm. technology for entertainment? No, I don't do so any. So by that rationale, could you go to a movie if it... No, you couldn't go to a movie. I went to a movie one time during on a Sabbath with a friend in the middle of the day because I was really sad. I can't remember why. I'm trying to think through. It wasn't that long ago. Probably lack of technology. Yeah. Um, but no, normally, well, because so, and also Eddie, for me, you know, this very well about me. Technology also is a numbing agent for me. Oh, and, and where yeah. a lot of people who teach about Sabbath, like John Mark Comer and all the, you know, all the people who kind of teach a Sabbath would also say, don't use technology on your Sabbath. Yes. yes I sure. also am use it as such a numbing agent that to remove it for a day where I have to sit in the quiet and cannot fill it with Netflix or Masterclass or Instagram uh, allows me to feel the things that I need to feel. Yes. So yes, I that's hear part what you're of it saying. for me. The Sabbath, the part of that that has been hard for me, because really that's our Sunday, Yep, is a pretty well shut down on Sunday. Um, and I do shut down pretty exclusively from phone and stuff. But I do, I try to do, for me, I like inputting art. 
So for me, an ideal Sunday night would be watching a great movie because to me that just fills me up in a whole yep. different way. But I also think I might be missing part of what the whole Sabbath idea is about. I think that's more of just relaxing, not actually relaxing. Yeah, plus, and if you want me to get Sabbath. super technical with you, your Sabbath is technically Saturday night to Sunday night on sundown. So you can kind of do whatever you want after the sun goes down on Sunday night that feels like entertainment and rest. Yeah. Oh, that's because it technically isn't, you know, I mean, if you're going to be real. So for me, what it looks like is Friday, Friday afternoon. So in the current schedule that I do Sabbath on Saturday, Friday mm-hmm. afternoon, I make sure that I've done all my chores I would want to do on Saturday. Like, do I need to move any laundry? Do I need to empty the dishwasher? Any of that that I want to do, straighten up my house, anything that I want to do that is work around my house, I try to do on Friday afternoon and make yes. sure I have something to cook or eat. I really like cooking something that takes some time on my Sabbath. Like I like the steps and the blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I like the slowness of that. And and so, and then Friday night at dinner is usually when I kind of stop, um, I stop doing technology things. And so, and I kind of ease into a Sabbath coming the next day. Does that make sense? That's, it does. That's very so nice. So I'd be more inclined to watch a movie, like you're saying, on Saturday night than I actually would on Friday night. Usually Friday night, so far in the quarantine when my Sabbath has been on Saturday, Friday night has been distance dinner with friends where we linger for a long time because we have nothing else going on. Because mm-hmm. we're sitting in someone's backyard, I usually leave my phone in the car. Yeah. And so we just sit and talk until we're done talking. And I yeah. don't know what time it is. And I don't, And then I go home and I read and go to bed. Um. So, and then Saturday night is, can we watch a movie for entertainment? There's some, I'd like to input some art visually that, that I can escape into a little bit. I, I do that usually on the mm-hmm. technical Sabbath day, but it is after sundown. Okay. But there, that but makes, the, it is not that, yes. that sounds ph- pharisaical. What's it sound Phar- like? Pharisee. Pharisee. Yeah, it's not oh. it is the it is not the letter of the law. You do not have to do that. It is the spirit of the law of I need 24 hours without technology in order to check into the emotions I numb out with technology 6 days a week. Yeah. I get that. No, and that's such a good self-awareness of what that time needs to be based on who you are right. outside of that time. Right. Right. And that's part of it, isn't it? It's just it's it's rebalancing the force. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> Star Wars. That's right. Star Wars and Father's Day. Can't wait. Cannot wait to hear about it. Um, (laughs) Hey, we've got a bingo situation, maybe, is the right way to put this. Uh Uh-oh. For starters, everyone, we will tell you tomorrow exactly how to turn in your bingo board to me so that you can then receive the prize. So, everybody, be cool. Depending on depending on some things, you may get the prize right away. You will for sure get the prize by Monday. So, everybody, be cool. Part two. Yeah. This bingo has obliterated social media. I'm like, I'm not even checking. I, I don't even like, I know what it is. You're posting a thing and there's a cup of coffee and a bingo board. And I'm, and I, I love it. And you can't, I, look. I love it all. I can't look. I don't want to ruin it. I, I am. Yeah. There is You're no about way to I give everybody a box that they've been dying to have, whether you like How it or not. How do you know I'm about to give everybody a box? So See, there is one box that people, yeah. Uh, this is mind control. See, it is I literally have nothing on my list except for bathing, <laughs> what is a fiction coach, tattoo, gen hat maker. That's what's on oh, my list. Oh, wow. We're not going to get you... to all that because we have no, we're not. 11 minutes. Been... 
It's been sitting on the list for weeks. It'll uh, get same, there. But... Same, same, same. I'm having, <laughs> I'll tell you what's on my list. Uh, movies, robes. So that's what everybody's got to look forward to. And at least the next Annie. six shows. We don't know what happens after that. I cannot wait to talk about robes with you. Oh, We're great. not doing it now, but please don't forget that one. Oh, I won't. I don't it know just you... moves every day. It moves every I don't day. Know, I don't know what you're going to talk about, but I know what I'm going to talk about. Okay, good. Um, there is, you know, in the middle of every bingo board, there's a free box. Well, there's yes. been another one that people assume is free, but it is not. And Eddie, it's a trophy. Why in the world <laughs> would I have put a trophy on? It is not free. It is earned. Eddie. Oh, why? Why would I put a trophy on our on our bingo board this week, buddy? Okay. This is very nice of you. And I'm going to not do feign humility. I'm going to just say it. And I'm going to break through. You've given me a tie hot kind of <laughs> setup here. And it is actually tie hot. And I'm uncomfortable. But we're going to push through because this is my dinner. Um, New York Festival's Radio Awards 2020. We were, as we talked We've about talked on the about show. It. Yep. We were nominated, the new activist and International Justice Mission and the creative team were, were nominated for uh, a very generous award, which was Narrative Documentary Podcast in the U.S. We were with incredibly esteemed company, like yes. Bloomberg and CBS and ESPN, and to you and I freaking out the most, uh, OSM Audio, better known as Jed Appenrod, who did Dolly Parton's America. Yes, which, which we both our, loved I Dolly think Parton's it was our, America. It's probably our favorite podcast, certainly of... I mean, I can't speak for both of us, but 2020, it's my favorite pod- yes. podcast. But yes. So we were nominated in that category, and that freaked me out because to even see the new activist in that line. So we got nominated for the Esther series that we did at yes. the end of last year. And the winners were announced, and we received gold. We you received gold. won. You received gold. A gold we, trophy uh, is we, probably we were, on its way to your house because so, your podcast yeah. won. Don't even let so, that go. You didn't just did, win gold. Yeah. So us, Bloomberg, ESPN. Uh, I don't want to miss anybody. Oh, and of course, Dolly Parton's America. That's nice and, of you. When the winner doesn't forget Batch. any of the other nominees, that's very and, nice of you. And wonder, don't don't do that. When you forget um, the losers, <laughs> it's really rude. So I'm glad you remembered all the losers. So, uh, so we were all in the gold category together, which means we were mm-hmm. judged mm-hmm. as the best in this category. And the it best. is, I have not talked about this. I haven't. I didn't even post it on social media yesterday because I don't know how to. Make heads or tails of it. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's just so. Oh, I, I can. Like, would you like me to make heads or tails of it? Heads. You won. You. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I mean, new activist has a gold trophy. Also, what you're leaving out is it also won a silver. Okay, please. This is my favorite part of the whole thing. So, please. This is this is my favorite part. And so, so it actually gets two trophies. But everyone, finally, you can get off my back about the trophy box oh, it was it's not a, it's free it was yes. eddie has won trophies for the new activist I, we have won trophies yes and so gold in that category which means I, they are thinking that our show stands shoulder to shoulder with incredible and so it is deeply right. honoring thank you the second award is the one that i really love which is we were also nominated in the religion category. Same show, the Esther series for religious podcasts. And <laughs> um, we were the only ones nominated. And I was like, well, this is this is a very big deal. We were the only ones nominated. In the re- and I know that there were other shows that applied. So I just felt like, my goodness, to get nominated really 
I mean, that was that was a big deal in the religion category. And so we're the only ones and we want silver, (laughs) (laughs) which it means like there's no gold medal winner this year, (laughs) whatever category they're using that says this is religious enough. Yeah. Yeah. Quite gold. Not quite gold. Yeah. You're a silver. Solid silver. Actually a bronze, but we felt bad. So silver it is. Yeah. Oh, Eddie, I just could not be more proud of you. I mean, you you can say all the nice things about all the people that made this show possible. And I know that's what you want to do. I am going to tell you, you made this show possible. This is your project that you record, you write, you produce, you release. You do this. And it has won a massive award. I mean, it's unbelievable. Congratulations. Thank you. And I, I would be remiss. This is not I know. Accept- actually, You're do the ga- it. actually, the gala was canceled. And this is my acceptance oh, speech. Oh, sure, of um, course. Uh, the gala happened on Instagram. <laughs> and it was just oh like posts. Um, but in reality, I had a good plan for a show. And I had a bunch of recorded, record, recording equipment. And we went to Ghana. And oh, boy. If I, uh, you can finish my sentence if I get quiet, because that means I'm crying and trying to cry on a microphone. But um, we just knew that there was the story of Esther and we knew the bare bones of it, but we did not know if we had a podcast. And so yeah. then we sat down with this exceptional young woman who gave, who really, <laughs> who just like gifted us this show. I mean, she literally just, as it was recording, you're hearing it from a compassion standpoint, but then you're also hearing it from a producer standpoint that all you hear is just don't mess up the editing. Just mm. just make it happen in a person's ears the way I'm hearing it right now. And so this young woman who knew exactly what was going on, she knew what a podcast was, she had been prepped, she knew the planet was going to hear this, she just gifted it to us and then set up all the conversations with all of the other people who were in the podcast who talked all about her life and the other heroes that were heroes that were involved in it. And she just allowed us to have it. And I and so I appreciate all of the praise and and it's a big deal. And I accept that it's a big deal. But the behind the scenes is, I mean, this she just she just said here. And it was, and now here it is. And now you get to hear it. So on behalf of Esther. <laughs> and yeah. I'd like to also thank the c- committee <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah what else would you say? Oh, Oh, I don't actually. Uh, thank you to the people that did it. And thank you to Esther. And oh, you know what I would say? I would say this podcast is not done. There are people still in slavery around the world who are waiting, who desperately need your help. That's mm. what I would say. Because mm. the the hard part of this podcast is to think that the show is actually over. But in fact, it was just revealing something that is massive and happening right now, which is why I care so much about IJM. Yeah. The end. And then yeah. I would be crying and then I would walk off stage. <laughs> and then they would hand you a trophy. A, tro- a real trophy. And then a lot of people who play bingo on my other favorite podcast would have a thing to check off. <laughs> you know, it's probably not going to win an award anytime soon. <laughs> oh, no, a that's 30-minute talk on soup and stews and chowders. <laughs> Dude, we are going to apply for some <laughs> random South Dakota podcast mm-hmm. festival something. We're yeah. going to win something. We're going to win something. Hey, let's talk about heroes while we're in the Esther mode. Um, you know, we've been partnering with IJM the last couple of weeks to bring stories of hope. I don't know if you saw this, Eddie, but uh, a couple of days ago, I posted these flowers that I ordered for myself because I think you should be a good friend to yourself when you need flowers. Yes. You yeah. don't have to wait on someone else to know that. You can just get yourself some cute little flowers. Oh, you're and, preaching to the choir. <laughs> right? I know that's right. You love to order yourself flowers. Um 
so IJM, where Eddie works, is uh, fighting to end slavery around the world. And if you've been listening this week, you've heard some beautiful stories. And today we're going to highlight some heroes. This amazing couple, Yandi and Robert, who found a creative way to support IJM with their flower farm, which makes me really happy. Very happy. Yandi and Robert live in Texas, and they wanted to serve as missionaries. But when their son was born, they decided to switch directions and start their own flower farm. And I think this is really powerful. They both experienced abuse in their own childhoods. And when they heard a pastor talk about IJM, which is one thing you do, Eddie, when we're allowed to fly places, is you fly around and tell churches and events about IJM. Yes. Um, They wanted to use their gifts and their time to farm and to fight their little phrases, fight for freedom one flower at a time. Oh, my gosh. So their flower farm literally powers rescue operations. And Yandy and Robert want everyone listening to know that, like, what a difference your resources can make. And so they're the perfect examples of what we've seen over the last few weeks of sharing these stories. If you want to help end slavery and if you want to make a difference, it doesn't matter how you do it. You just have to realize you can do it. Your gifts matter and your efforts will save lives. One easy way to join in the work of ending slavery is by sending a monthly gift to IJM as a freedom partner, like our heroes, Yandi and Robert. These consistent gifts make it possible for IJM to show up for children and families in slavery around the world every day. So to become a freedom partner, you just go to IJM.org slash be a hero and enter your info. It's quick and it's simple. And freedom partners even get regular updates on the impact of their gifts and that their gifts are making around the world. So the link again is IJM.org slash be a hero. So well done. Thanks. I know. I love it. Flowers. Oh, I'm such a fan of flowers. Yes, they're delightful and just so sweet. And they're just, they're so impractical, which is why I love them. They don't do anything other than make it smell and look nicer. And yeah. that's just great. Right? Yeah, they're beautiful. They were they were a real gift to myself this week. So That's awesome, Manny. If you're not being a good friend to you right now, you are, you're missing out because this is a good chance to be a friend to yourself. You should be as kind to yourself as you would be to any other friend in need right now. So... Yeah, I wanted to make a follow-up joke because that's my nature, but you're totally right. You, can- <laughs> you are 100%. I mean, that's my everything to me is a setup for a joke, but sure. it's not a joke. Sure. That's a great point. You should be a really good Do friend Do you yourself. have a hero today? Oh, yes. We had a breakfast table conversation this morning, Brianne, Eve, Lucy, and I, and sure. uh, two of them were brought up. I'll bring the second one tomorrow. The first quick one is just the people that are working in uh, in um, like food food banks. Yeah. The I mean, not only is it super necessary always, but I was reading a story yesterday that they used to have a thousand people on a weekend collection and 10,000 people this, showed up at, at, because, at a particular food bank, at a particular food bank, because it's just you know, people aren't employed. There's just mm. such incredible need. And these folks are working so incredibly hard yeah. to raise money and to distribute food and to essentially be I mean, I. You know, our fr- fr- fridge is empty, and I'm like, mm, do I run to the grocery store today, or do I do mm-hmm. pick up tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I want to spend two hundred and fifty dollars? No problem, and get right, everything I need. Right. Like, the privilege uh, that most people are feeling is offset by the fact that there are a massive number of people that are suffering. Probably even people yeah. that are listening to this show that just do not have food, yes. and that is a that is a really terror inducing thing. And so, people in food banks are doubling and quadrupling down on their efforts and of course being around the general public which puts them at risk safety wise yes, so that's right big thanks to to those and i would strongly support uh ask you to support your local food bank uh or any of the big national ones that you've seen yeah so yeah they really need actually need it great 
Um, yeah. I'm going to ruin your day and make you my hero. I just love, I love the work you do uh, for new activists and for IJM. And so if my, if you guys who are listening have not listened to the Esther series, or if you haven't listened to new activists, there's an episode with me. So you can get you a little more Annie and Eddie. Oh, if you want. Yeah. And it was like a life changing episode for me. Honestly, you know, this Eddie, like it changed Another my life one. to be on your show. That was another one. I just hit record to see what happened. And the next thing you know, I'm watching it unfold. And it was a big, like, it was a real thing that I got to watch you consider and figure out and do. I don't want to give too much away, but that was a yeah. great episode. Yeah. And it and, and once people listen that. to me on there, they will hear how, and they know because they see it play out in our lives, but they will hear how you changed my life that day. So is there a series we should put out, not put out, but like, can we somehow link because it's actually a story that starts on the new activist, but then continues on that sounds fun. Yeah, like I, we, you know what? I'll actually ask Jenna today if there's a way we can make a like a one to two to three to four, like do like a little yeah. chain of podcast episodes about. Yeah, that's a great idea. We will do that. Activist, activist was really just a small start to it, and then you, and then also what's cool, your listeners are continuing this yeah. cool journey. So yeah, I'll link to right. Annie's first show today and to the Esther series in case people want to listen to yeah, it. And that's great. thank you for saying those kind things, Annie. I mean, it. you, we make silly podcasts and have a great time, but you make stuff that, that changes the world and rescues people. And that is just something to be proud of. That's a hero. I'm, move. A, I'm a silver in religion and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that one that's I had. Perfect. To that's it's, perfect. It's all too serious. Well, we are so close to 30 minutes. All right. Well, see you tomorrow, buddy. The last day of bingo. Yeah. I, I don't want to give it. anything away, but we kind of need your daughters. <laughs> so, uh, or I'm going to do some prep tomorrow in case they don't come. Don't worry, everybody. If we don't, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything to them. They can choose or not choose. This has sure. got to be organic. Yeah. Sure. Will you just remind them that I would like to talk to them? Cause I haven't gotten to talk to them all week. You don't have to tell yep. them there's a bingo game, but I re- genuinely would like to talk to them. What they bring is up to them, but everyone listening, I will come prepared to help you win the prize tomorrow. Okay, but I got to tell you, there's a Zoom call with their little classes happening tomorrow morning. And if it's between the Zoom call with their buddies and us, we are, we are, yeah, we're, we're not even we're going to lose. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah, come yeah. prepared, but I just would like even <laughs> okay. Lucy to know that I miss them. I will tell them that and we'll see if it translates into podcasting. Perfect. All right, friends, go wash your hands. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye, friends. <laughs>